Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have an amazing, amazing show for you today. I have my good friend Jackson Strong in the building. Jackson is the founder of Strong Growth Marketing. And in today's episode, we take a deep dive into his journey from working in private equity to transitioning into conscious entrepreneurship. We also dive into all of the things that conscious entrepreneurs can learn from the high performers that we see in corporate America. And Jackson touches on how important using self-love is in taking action in our own business and lives overall. If you enjoy this episode, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It means the world to me if you leave a review of the show and a five-star rating. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Cool. All right. Well, God, universe, spirit, source, universal love, and wisdom by any other name, thank you for bringing me and my brother Alvi together here this morning. Look forward to sharing our experiences and our insights and our revelations and lessons that have helped to shift our lives and look forward to sharing the most powerful things to shift other people's lives and help to bring us into the greatest expression of ourselves and help to bring other people into the greatest expressions of, of themselves. So thank you for uh, this moment and this feeling and these words and these ears and uh, allow us to be vessels of your truth. Aho. Aho, great spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the lovely voice, message, and grace coming from my man, Jackson Strong, the founder of Strong Growth Marketing. I had the pleasure of meeting Jackson at a networking group that we're both a part of, really I would say a conscious networking group called Miami Made. And the first time that I heard Jackson speak, I could literally see that he's a beacon of light. He's such a open, charismatic, man full with so much joy and passion and purpose in everything that he does. So Jackson, when I saw you like that, I knew I had to have you on the show. My brother, how you doing today? Oh man, with that intro, I'm doing amazing. I was doing pretty good before, but now just, uh, I'm electric. Thank, thank you so much for that. That's, uh, definitely how I like to no. show up and I appreciate you seeing me that way, man. It's awesome. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I appreciate you. And man, I would love if you could share a little bit of your journey of how you got to where you are now, because I know how important conscious capitalism is to you, conscious entrepreneurship, helping you know wellness entrepreneurs and all other types of people who are in the space of helping others, but you weren't always that way, and that wasn't always your focus. So can you let us under the hood a little bit of how this came to be? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Happy to because it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey, and you know internally and externally, seeing how you know my external world is mirrored, my internal world, and the whole as above, so below thing kicks in, and it's uh, it's been really interesting. So, uh, you know, my early years was just focused on money, 
you know, I wanted to make a lot of money and was very ambitious and, and, uh, you know, worked in real estate when I was in college, I was doing mortgages when I was still taking college classes, had some friends in the mortgage boom in, uh, in Florida in the mid two thousands. And that was an absolutely crazy, crazy thing to see the, really the corruption on every level, the banks, the, the borrowers, the lenders, like everybody was faking documents. And there was, a, you know, it was obvious why the, why the, you know, the whole system came crashing down. And it was just a, a big, big mess on, on every level, not just faking documents, but just lying and cheating and just craziness. And um, thankfully, I don't feel I did anything that I really regret, but I definitely saw a lot of crazy stuff. So that was uh, very interesting. Then went into the private equity world, ended up picking up a, uh, an internship while I was working at my old high school job in between semesters in college. And uh, the owner of a, of a private equity firm came in. Uh, we hit it off, this crazy Australian guy. And uh, what's up, Ivers, if you end up listening to this someday? And, uh, and so I worked in that world for six, seven years, got to, got to, you know, did some big deals, get, came close to doing some really big ones, uh, met Goldman Sachs and Deutsche and JP Morgan and, you know, really top level investment bankers and top level finance guys. I've been in the boardroom with some really, you know, really powerful people and learned a lot about what to do, what not to do. And, you know, one of the greatest lessons that I want to impart to people who want to achieve, you know, a lot, a lot of times you know, in my journey, I've looked towards people at the top and like, oh, man, they're so amazing. They're so brilliant. They're so creative. They're so smart. You know, I, that, that's that's not me. You know, or there's there's doubt in me. Like, can I really do that? Can I really be a person that could you know, achieve these type of great things? And the fact is, those people are normal as fuck. <laughs> they're insecure. They're neurotic. They're weird. You know, they're driven. They're organized. They're really disciplined on execution. And I think that's one of the, that's been one of my greatest challenges that I'm, I've gotten a lot better at is, is really disciplined execution frameworks to take a big idea, break it down in, into its component pieces and make sure that work gets done and have that like executive mindset to, to, to get work executed on. But you know, one of the greatest messages I, I always want to share with people is like, look, you really can do it. Trust me, the people at the top, a lot, you know, they do have high IQs at the, you know, the tip top. There's, they're, they're high performance people a lot of times. But people have so much more potential and they're to be in the boardroom at a, at a really young age. You know, it was in meetings from from when I really didn't have any room to be there. I was 22, 23 years old and I was sitting around with really seasoned executives, you know, major investment bankers and major just really, really successful, extremely wealthy people. And and, you know, and, you know, my background, you know, I'm from Valrico, Florida. I'm a central Florida kid, you know, and that and then my parents. You know, and my, my parents split up when I was young, so I was back and forth to Naples a lot. So I got to kind of taste that world, and that's where I ended up meeting, you know, this mentor of mine that brought me into the private equity world. So I had this, always had this kind of diverse background, but, you know, I'm sitting around there and feeling like this, you know, feeling really out of place, but putting up this front to be this business guy and be professional and, and, and blend, blend in with these guys. And, you know, learned, learned a ton about what, you know, how these guys operate and and how not to operate and i saw you know their mindsets and how they're they're not really building the, the future of the world you know the future of the world is based in you know the cryptocurrency revolution it's based in our healthcare revolution where, where we're waking up to the, the the scale of corruption in healthcare and we're waking up to you know ha, ha, right and how bad things really are and it's easy to get depressed and stressed about seeing this but the 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 the, the flip side of it is, is this awakening that that's happening that we're all starting to see, you know, how how flawed the system really is and, and waking up to creating a world that's based in you know, ancient medicine, plant based medicine, conscious healing and, and the, the revolution 
of returning to the systems that existed, you know, before, you know, the mid 1950s when things really got bad and 1900s when Rockefeller and a lot of these other you know, ent entities came forward and started creating corrupt banking systems and healthcare systems that, that are their, their priority is, 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 with, is sucking as much money out of the system and controlling society as much as possible rather than helping to build it up in, yeah, in its most authentic and prosperous way. That's a whole other tangent, but you know, seeing the seeing these investment banker guys that were you know, avatars of that world, and and you know learned learned a lot about like I said what what to do and what not to do in uh, in business. Um, ended up leaving there, going into the enterprise uh, tech world and sales world. I worked for some really high growth startups. Had a couple had a couple nice exits in that world, and then I was working for a company in 2017. And, and then you know, despite, despite that success, there was always that feeling of emptiness. You know, there was always that, that back of my mind of, you know, this is soulless and I'm just, I'm just here for the money. I'm working with clients I don't right. care about. And, you know, I'm working with big banks. I'm working with big healthcare companies. And, and I know, you know, based on my own reading and just research and just, you know, living my life and being open to, you know, alternative history and, and you know you can you can call it conspiracies, but that's such a such a stupid word, and it's it's intentionally put out there that anything that's outside of the mainstream opinion is you know we we, we put it out we call it a conspiracy, but if we think that yeah, powerful so people, silly. it's it, it is, and, and it's and it's an, it's an easy it's it's an easy box to to put people into where our brains can we don't have to entertain a, a challenging thought, and a lot of times it's it, right, and when 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 our when our views are challenged, we get defensive because it's uncomfortable. And so this, you know, this box of conspiracy gets thrown out there and anyone who disagrees or, you know, if it's not on CNN or Fox News or whatever, it's, you know, it's a conspiracy. And it's just it's just ridiculous to think that powerful people don't come together and make plans <laughs> for their own advantage. I mean, that, that, that's what they do. Right. <laughs> that's like that's their number one right. thing. So let, let's be grownups here in the world and, and recognize that we can, you know, be in, you know, unified states of consciousness and unconditional love and all these like spiritual things a lot of people want to experience and feel and still recognize that there are forces in the world that are not friendly to us and that right. that, that yeah and that, and that we should be grown-ups so um so there's, there's kind of all that so uh i ended up getting fired after getting in a fight with my manager and and uh and i just sat back and said okay this is this is just not not the way i've, I've got to do something else so I uh, started my consultancy, and I was blessed to to pick up some really amazing clients. I helped launch uh, a startup in the cannabis clinic space. Went from a few hundred uh, uh, patients when I was there, or when I started, to four thousand or so when I left. And and I saw first, yeah, it was it was amazing. And I, I saw firsthand how bad big pharma really is. And it was in you know our main office was in Naples, and you know we had a few other locations when when I left, and you know, people would come in 50, 60, 80, 90 years old. We had World War II veterans over 90 years old that that we were able to get them off 10, 20, 30 pills a day. And wow, amazing. it was incredible. It was incredible. And I, and I just saw, you know, this, this machinery and this corrupt game that's been created around us and it exists on so many different levels. And it's it's there from a spiritual perspective, from a divine plan perspective to help us wake up and get out of that system because we have to see how bad it really is. And it starts with a pain pill Facts. and it goes to a blood pressure Facts. pill and then it goes to an anxiety pill and, and it just becomes this, this corrupt mess. And my you know, job with, with that, with the clinic was 
to you know literally sitting face to face with people and helping them get educated on on how to how to medicate themselves with cannabis versus their versus their you know their their current synthetic drugs and you know being in naples florida you can imagine that most of our clients were not 20 year old stoners you know they were 50 60 right. 80 you know 90 year old people and and it was it was just amazing to to see them shift in their mind to 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 have this awakening of, of how corrupt the system really is and a lot of them you know they had a really hard time with that and i think there's a lot of people right now in the world that that look at the corruption and look at the the headlines and the craziness especially in the COVID era of what's happening around us and and, and be really freaked out and be really scared and be really depressed a lot of them and especially the people that are confined in their homes and are, are trapped you know, underneath this this COVID cage and right it's there for a purpose it's there to help us wake up and it presents a great opportunity if we have the the guts to to look at it and and have the faith to to see that and in my opinion you know everything everything in the world is perfect as disastrous as it is and as tragic as it can be it all presents us with great opportunities for growth and change and, and awakening and this covid situation to me is is shows us you know, that there's that there's an agenda that's not in our favor and i know that there's a lot of passion on both sides of this and you know there are a few topics that are that'll generate more division than this one and right. it's easy it's easy to put people in different boxes and and you know i'm not i'm not here to be a trump supporter and i'm not and but I, I do believe in freedom and I do believe that people should have the right to, to live their lives as they choose and that there's also right. some very, very informed doctors and lawyers on the other side of this issue. And I'm very blessed to uh, to to include uh, America's frontline doctors as one of my clients and anyone that's looking for an alternative mm -hmm. voice and a very credible support system for their business or for their own personal life. I highly encourage you to go to americasfrontlinedoctors.com and see the research from medical and from a legal perspective that they're sharing. And it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's run by a, a really amazing woman named Dr. Simone Gold. She's a Stanford lawyer and an MD and has a team of really amazing people that are the detail, you know, how dangerous the vaccines are. They're, they, and they're not even vaccines. Um, and to go down this road briefly for a moment, they're still experimental medical treatments, I think is the, the abbreviation. I might be getting that wrong. But they're not technically vaccines yet. We, we are in a live trial of an experimental medical procedure. That's, and that's in the medical legal right. definition. Yeah, to, to keep the vaccine companies from taking legal responsibility for the side effects and the blood clots mm. and there's a whole a ton of stuff especially women's health is really getting crazy out there right now and it's not in the headlines yeah. as much but it's it's happening so you know big picture big context um going from seeing people you know having these these big pharma issues and their health deteriorating and having to take 10 20 30 pills a day you know there are natural solutions cannabis is a great one for a lot of people uh, it's not the panacea it's not a miracle um, and you do have to be careful with it. And then a lot of people, you know, do too much and lose their, you know, lose their mental acuity and ambition, which is not good. But for a lot of people, it's, it's a you know, drastically better alternative than, than the synthetics. So, you right. know, my mission, is, yeah. So my mission is light in life is helping people and helping myself, you know, live authentically and to tap into the, the enormous markets that are out there in, in the worlds that they want to serve. 
And a lot of my clients are blessed, are blessed to that I'm blessed to call clients, a lot of people I'm blessed to call clients, excuse me, are in the wellness mm -hmm. coaching, consulting, spiritual healing space. And it's just extraordinary to see the shifts of people as we, as the crypto revolution, as people, you know, take, go away from the mainstream financial system, the, the healthcare revolution is happening as well as we go into ancient healing methods and modalities and people shift into uh, ways of healing that are outside of, of this corrupt mess that, that we're looking at. And it's a, uh, it's a beautiful world. Once we, once we dip our toe in the water and, and step outside the, uh, the machine. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I really couldn't agree more because just like you said, when we are able to understand that there are natural remedies that are outside of us and then also within us that we get to tap into that can allow us to transcend a lot of the, whether it's diseases that we have, whether it's certain ways of thinking, th certain ways of showing up in life, it can all be controlled by ourselves in these more natural ways yet a lot of the conditioning or the collective consciousness out there is that it has to come from these external resources that haven't been there to really support us right when we talk about big pharma when we talk about the big banks things of that nature you know at the end of the day like i'm not against capitalism at all but at the same time i understand how much capitalism can take away from people if people aren't careful and they aren't aware of what's going on around them. And I love how you're taking all of your experience in the corporate world and now you're collaborating with other people who are of the same mindset of you and who are really looking to up-level the world and really create a better place now for us and for all of the people to come after us my question to you is, what do you find is typically missing from a lot of these health, wellness, spiritual, conscious entrepreneurs like myself versus what they could be doing or could be taking from these more corporate structures that would actually help them with their business and how they go about making their impact in the world? Yeah, yeah, I love that. So it's just two things in my experience. One is definitely not talent. So many people, we you know, we all suffer with worthiness and with self-belief, and that's been a huge part of my journey is, is, is getting the worthiness to believe that, fuck it, I am a king. I am going to create a kingdom. And there's, in the spiritual, you know, woke world, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of humility, which is great, and the self-awareness, which is great, but we do, need to, we do need to create our own kingdoms and, and own that and step up into that power. So there's a big part of the belief is in there, and the people at the top, are oftentimes narcissists, which have no issue with with, with personal belief. <laughs> Self love is really yeah, easy right. for, for for the narcissists, and and yeah, they built sure. the world. Yeah, they built the world, and you know, kudos to them for 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 that. Unfortunately, they've left a trail of destruction and failed marriages and kids that hate them and corruption and madness, but in their wake as well, um, because they just don't understand empathy and they don't they just don't they don't get it really from a human being perspective. They just want to build up you know these these towers to themselves. Um, but we all we all have that ability to tap into that strength. We just have to really own it and and express it and 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 really tap into to a higher faith in ourselves. The other big piece is the execution frameworks and, and the structure that you mentioned there. When you step into a, a functioning company 
And one of the greatest lessons that, that I gained from being in high growth startups and also working with some big, you know, you know, large companies that, you know, sold for, you know, 480 million bucks or so was the largest exit I was a part of was R Rally Software. And I didn't found it. So, but, you know, I got a little chunk of money, which was nice, but the founders certainly did really yeah. well for, you know, for half a billion sure. dollars of selling a company. And the, the, the magic of that company that we provided our clients with and that we ran internally on was really sophisticated, but simple execution frameworks. And that's the other big missing piece for a lot of, of spiritual entrepreneurs and heart-led people is that we have this ability to tap into really tremendous wisdom. But when it comes to prioritizing, executing, and having a system for taking big ideas and concepts and, and consistently quickly getting them done and getting them live in the world, that's where, it, that's where a lot of times the, you know, the rubber does not meet the road and people aren't able to make progress as they want to and they get disorganized and other priorities come up because the you know the work just doesn't get done fast enough and it's it's always in the action you know we, we're having a great conversation or a great belief is lovely but there's a lot of c players out there that are that are making huge huge waves and a lot of a plus geniuses who are on the sidelines just because they don't take action mm. at, at the same level 100%, 100%. And it makes a lot of sense too how you started with it, you know, really tapping into the belief and the confidence and the worthiness of self because if that's not there, I can see how it would stop a person from taking action because of all the limiting beliefs that come up for them. In your 100%. work, what do you find? Yeah, in your work, what do you find really helps get that person into action? Yeah, I love it. Um, so I think the, the, the first thing is got to, it comes to self-love and it comes to, to self-belief and having a, a great a great opinion that you, you do have something worth sharing. You do have something that the world needs and that you are an important person who has been through certain trials or certain educations or, or you know, you, you've gained this volume of knowledge within yourself that the world needs and that then it's you, you are valuable to share it. And I think that, that there's a lot of people that end up not not doing things. It's been true for me. You know, there's been a lot, plenty of times in my life where I haven't taken action at the level that I wanted to um, because there wasn't a, a reservoir of that that self-appreciation within me. And and I've worked and do, you know, I've put in a lot of time. The work is kind of a, a weird word for it. Everyone's like, well, we're doing the work. It's like, eh, I don't know. That's not the, quite the right vibe. In a way, it's in a way, I think that's kind of like self-defeating. <laughs> um even though it's such a common phrase now, but you know, I, I put in the time and effort to, to build up that belief within myself. And, and the mind is a tricky thing. You know, it's, it, the mind is always going to overanalyze and, and criticize and the ego and the mind, you know, create this, this negative self loop within us. And certainly it's been within me plenty of times, but when we can observe that rather than get sucked into it and, 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 and stay in, in a more coherent, unified, you know, positive emotional state, then the actions that we need to take are going to come a lot more naturally. The energy to do them is going to become a lot more natural. And so I think that's the, I think that's the best answer to the question is, is number one, to have the positive emotion and then to again, match it to the structure and the planning and being able to, to plan out your days, plan out your weeks and have structures and frameworks that'll hold yourself accountable and say, okay, 10 to 10 30, this is what I'm doing. All right. Three to seven 30, I'm doing this. And, and just knowing that you that you have to hold yourself accountable to, to that action and have the discipline to do so. 
I love that. I love that. I love how you start out with the strong, positive, emotional state, you know, help that person get into the mind frame, but then also into their, their body, their spirit, all of that so that they can actually go in and then start to get organized, right? Really plan things out and ultimately be their word and do what they say they're going to do at the specific time that they're doing it. Yeah, totally. And and, and having that, there's got to be like a really massive force of accountability and discipline. And, and there's got to be this deep knowing and, and belief and feeling of, of, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to do this. No matter what comes up, I'm going to put it aside and I'm going to deal with the, the pain of, of short-term sacrificing certain temptations. And, you know, one, one of my all-time favorite books is, or two of them, that same author, The War of Art and um, Turning yes. Pro. Yeah, you are. Right, you, so you're Pressfield yes. fan. I love it. I love, love it, man. Lo- love me some Pressfield. Absolutely. God, is he the man. God, I, I just want to tattoo those books in so- my soul. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Talking about the, the resistance, knowing what that the is resistance. And, and pushing through it anyways. Yeah, man. And you know, the, the, when he, when he ends, when he ends turning pro with the, the Kabbalah stuff and the, that, I forget what the, the name, the Kabbalah term for it is, but you know, they believe there is this negative force within us that wants to destroy us and that wants to, to end us. And that we do have this like internal enemy and there is this internal, like almost being or spirit or whatever it is, you know, there's this weird spiritual context, the way that he describes it. And, and, you know, you could call it the devil. You could call it a lot of different names. I, I don't ultimately know, but I know that there is this force within me that wants to procrastinate, that wants to screw off on Instagram for too much time per day. And, and, you know, it's such a tricky thing because mm-hmm. we've got to put out content. We've got to share our voice, but then we get sucked into like the dopamine addictions and it's like, Oh my God, I got to answer this. I got to yeah. do that. So maintaining that discipline, that structure is where the magic again, you know, has to happen where we, we plan on our days hold ourselves accountable to certain time frames and then we execute i love that so much it's so powerful and it's so necessary and i love that you dove into pressfield's work and how at the end of turning pro he talks about this part within us right that is kind of you know can kind of hold us back or can lead to the self-sabotage the ineffective habits whatever it may be in your own personal experience what type of practices has allowed you to overcome that and to always come back to this center of like, okay, what's most important? What do I get to stay accountable to? How do I push this next thing forward that is ultimately part of my purpose, my vision, and my vision for the world? Yeah, love it. So so two, two answers come to mind, and I get to shout out two awesome friends and clients of mine. Uh, we one of them we were already talking about. So Ernesto Mandowski, uh, big shout out to him. Uh, yep. He has helped me take my structure and planning system to the next level, and I'm blessed to be creating some marketing work for him. And then also he's he I, I am his client as well, and he's really helped me take that that nice. that planning to the next level. Yeah, anyone out there that wants to really get deep on on their goal setting and then breaking that down into tasks on, on every level. He's a, he's just brilliant at it. And I, I, I endorse him thoroughly and another, another uh, awesome client recently and a dear friend of mine, uh, Michelle Alva, uh, if you know her, but it, it, she's a, a, a Tantra coach and, you know, Tantra mm. is, yeah, it's, 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 it's really amazing. And her, her perspective and approach on it, you know, there is the sexual side of things and, and that creativity and that force and that, 
comfort with with our identity and who we are and how we express ourselves in different levels and in the bedroom and the different aspects of our lives you know that's a really important part of the human experience and tapping into that that heart-based creativity of it is is super powerful and and extremely pleasurable and enjoyable and and just awesome and the, the but there's there's a lot more to it though and and having the the emotional uh wellness within us and, and banishing shame and guilt and uh, the our negative self judgments is is a critical component and of of, of success and it's, it's major uh, really a lot of breakthroughs for me and and seeing where shame especially has shown up in my life and it's it's really interesting how it's been behind the scenes in a lot of different dysfunctions that I can see when I when I look back really honestly and where it's held me back and where you know I've I've had negative self judgments because there was shame um, regarding you know a lot of different things shame of success shame of failure being better than somebody you know why do I have things that someone else doesn't you know it's not right for them to suffer when I'm thriving you know there's so many different ways that it shows up and you know it's not God. It's not higher consciousness. If we're living in shame, we're living in a really dense, really low vibrational, really negative state. And so you know, she's on a mission to, to ban a shame in the world. And I'm really excited to be creating some really cool stuff with her. Um, we've got a project coming out soon called Conscious Sex Academy, which is going to be freaking awesome. And it's really going to help people oh, yeah. tap it. Yeah, man, they really tap into the emotional wellness within themselves, finding really, really true self-love and acceptance of whatever fucked up parts are within ourselves and and whatever parts of ourselves that we've like banished or judged or been insecure about or been feared, afraid of someone else's judgment over and and saying, Look, this is just this is what I am. This is who I was created as by whatever force created me. And, you know, as long as I'm not hurting someone else or taking advantage of someone else and whatever I'm doing is, you know, consensual and, and, you know, we're, we're both on the same page, then we should be okay with that. And we should be comfortable with that. And there shouldn't be any taboos or judgments because in my opinion, the more of that we have within ourselves, the more fractures we have within ourselves or dark corners that we don't want to see or things that we hold at arm's distance, that's going to manifest itself in every other area of our life. In our business, right. in our yeah, in our professional relationships, we're not going to be able to show up authentically or have that emotional force to come through and to push through the resistance because we're fractured. Our soul's not able to really flow through us because we've got these negative beliefs and negative feelings within our bodies that blocks our, our natural energy and force. So, yeah, so they, they they they've been incredible. The two of them have been really huge and helped me shift a lot of stuff lately. No, that's amazing, and I love how. You know, it seems like a big thing for you. Something that's a, an important value is collaboration, right? And I can see how you are creating a lot of harmony within yourself and your businesses by collaborating with Ernesto. And what, what's the woman's name that does the tantra? Is it Maria? I am Michelle Alva, A L V A. Highly encourage anyone Alva. to look up Michelle Alva Love on uh, on Instagram. And um, yeah, definitely encourage anyone to check out her work. Heck yeah, I'm definitely going to check her out. I think I've ran into her before, but I never had the chance to have a nice deep conversation with her. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, I love how, you know, you've been collaborating so much in creating one, a better version of yourself. And then two, having that 
really creates your your vision for the world going forward. And it's understanding how much overcoming shame has played a key role in that. And then also taking all of your goals and being extremely organized and understanding what tasks are most pivotal right now and going after that thing. And it seems like it's helping you thrive at a high level. And I know when we first initially talked, man, you're up to so many things. And I can see how you're able to do that because you are working on yourself and you're putting in the hours and the time to create this new reality for yourself. It's inspiring and powerful. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. I definitely appreciate it. And it's something that, you know, I've had to dedicate myself to because, you know, I don't, you know, I I like to inspire people. I like to, to, to do great things. And I want to put myself out there as an example of, you know, doing great things and achieving, but you know, I'm nobody's, you know, guru. Um, I'm not an ascended being, you know, at my core, I think that we all have divinity within us, but I do the, you know, I, you know, like I, I was criticizing doing the work before, but I put in the effort because I suffer massively. I get, I've had all kinds of self-loathing attacks and anxiety attacks and depression and all kinds of issues. And, you know, and, you know, for a long time, I didn't have the, the belief in my own worthiness enough to, to take the right actions and do things that were good for myself. I did things that were totally self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. They were totally self-destructive right. and it showed up in relationships. It showed up in work, you know, showed up in a lot of ways where, you know, I could have been a, a much more effective person, but I, I wasn't. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, self-judgment, releasing self-judgment around that that I had to do and accepting myself rather than, than getting stuck in, in the judgments that are, are really easy to, uh, to get sucked into for, for me and, you know, for, for a lot of people, especially in my experience, those that, you know, are really gifted to be healers, to be leaders, you know, then like we were talking about I mean, offline was that that wounded healer is it's because, you know, the wounded healers are out there because they know what the greater state of consciousness really is. They know how great life can be because they have something to compare it to, which is their own suffering. <laughs> and, and right. so it's, yeah. And so, I, you know, we, we all, you know, in my belief, Earth, Earth is a spiritual school and you know, we're, we're, we're here to to grow and evolve and change and, and to experience suffering in a lot of ways in order to to have something to resist against. And, you know, if you go to the gym, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't feel good yeah. to have your muscles burning. It hurts and it requires a lot of effort and a lot of focus. But when we when we push through that physical resistance, it's, it's the same metaphor for the suffering we have in life. And, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, because you needed to grow. And so I think that's I think that's the context that, that I try to come from or that I decide to come from. And that, you know, when we do see or, or and look at life that it's happening for us, not to us, then our victimhood can drop. And our responsibility can really awaken and we can live a, a far more enjoyable and far more productive life. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. And I really appreciate you sharing how, you know, your own suffering and the things that you went through is what ultimately allowed you to grow into who you are today. What do you feel like was like that kind of like that rock bottom point that you got to, if you're open to sharing about it, that allowed you to essentially make huge changes and get onto the path that you're on now? Yeah, that's, that's an awesome question. So um, the authentic answer that comes to mind would be which rock bottom. <laughs> there's been, mm. there's been, a, <laughs> there's been a few 
hear um, that. Yeah, so I, I am open to going there, and you know, I think that you know, I I got in 2017, I, I got divorced from an amazing woman that I'm still dear friends with, and definitely still lifelong allies with, and you know, we were together from the time I was 21 until you know I was 33, um, as far as our whole relationship went, and you know. It, it's it was really it's been hard for me to describe it all you know internally but the best that i can do with it you know today is is that authenticity and it's the same thing as my corporate job where it was this instinct of something just not being right and even though she was great and an awesome wife in a lot of ways you know i just it just there was something off there and so i had to you know i had to go through with getting divorced and you know that 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 exposed a lot of weaknesses that were covered over in in the relationship, and a lot of, of aspects of myself that that I relied on her to resolve rather than me really owning my own self responsibility for my own emotions and my own you know, just owning my own life and being responsible for everything in my life, and that's really painful to to see you know my see my own shadows. And it, and I, I had a lot of a lot of issues got exposed after that, and and I went through some real dark nights of the soul. Um, you know I've had you know I've had a big startup failure. You know uh, in 2016 I uh, partnered with a uh, you know some, some some powerful folks and and things didn't go the way we expected, and ended up getting burned financially on you know. Uh, chronologically it would be a weird way to say it but lost a ton of time ton of money mm. ton of effort and you know really that that was a big challenge um you know i was in a relationship for the last year which ended in uh, about two months ago and i you know, loved her dearly you know amazing girl but not you know not no longer amazing together and you know looking back and seeing where i didn't show up fully and where i needed to be more honest and be more integrity and have a higher pain tolerance for honesty and really expressing myself fully and not getting stuck in loops of resentments or, or being afraid to speak up on something that, you know, I needed to share that later became, you know, a big issue. And, you know, that's, it's been really interesting being with my grandmother for the last couple of weeks. I'm up in Michigan now and um, spending time with her over the last couple of weeks has been really amazing. And, you know, she's, she's and she, her, her level of honesty and her level of ability to, to speak her truth is just on another level. And I think that's one of the, the biggest messages I'd want to impart to anyone listening is, and to myself is that it's is being honest in the short term requires a lot of times a lot of pain and disappointing people or angering people or, um, you know, angering ourselves. But there's there's no substitute. And it's. It's definitely something where taking the short-term pain is going to be a lot easier than the long-term side effects of either being outright dishonest or just not speaking the truth when we know that we need to. Mm. Mm. That's so powerful. I mean, when we talk about honesty, integrity, being able to use our voice, speak our truth. I think those are lessons that all of the listeners can truly benefit from. And for everyone who is listening, I invite you to reflect and see, are you being authentic with yourself? 
are you having the conversations that are required for you and whoever else that you're interacting with to have a very open playing field, to have the trust to really bring everything to the table so that you all can thrive and open up. And to me, that starts with doing all those same things with yourself. Are you being open with yourself? Are you being honest with yourself? Are you acting in integrity and authenticity to your values and your principles? And I think when we do that at an individual level, that's what allows us to be you know, powerful in relationships and collaboration and ultimately community in the world at large. Yeah, and business. You know, and if, if, we're, yeah, if we're not a hundred percent and you, you nailed it on, on all those levels, but, but that, you know, the, the, the big piece is, is also with the way that we operate financially and we operate in, in our business lives. And if we can't be really honest with ourselves, and for me, this is where Tantra has been, been a, a big, big boost is that if we're not able to really go into all those aspects of ourselves where there, there is lack of acceptance, there is the, the presence of judgment. And we're not able to just unconditionally just love the fuck out of every aspect of ourselves while still holding ourselves accountable. You know, I think that the the self love yeah. community gets a little uh, is a little soft uh, in in that <laughs> because, because we like oh, I just love you know I, I need to do you know I need to just take it easy you know and there's times for 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 self care and relaxation and you know all that but we gotta hold ourselves accountable and we gotta have that part of ourselves that's gonna push and drive us. And, and to not to not to not you know be too easy on ourselves but still come from a place where we don't negatively judge ourselves we just we just have this drive to be better without saying oh you piece of garbage you know then da 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 da, da because of all these nasty self-judgment reasons which you know for me that's how I, I tried beating beating myself in, into success and mm-hmm. you know and yeah I can I could summon enough force to, to do it at times. But it's 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 just a, such a drain ultimately because your cortisol gets so jacked up and you got adrenal fatigue and all this you know you just you're physically burnt out. So yeah, there's there's a combination there of, of, of that of that realness within ourselves that if if we can't be fully real with ourselves and our and our intimate relationships, the business side is going to mimic that step for step. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, what comes up for me as you explain all of that beautifully is how you know, we get to really learn how to do the dance between self-love and accountability. On one side with the self-love, it's like making sure we're not just letting ourselves off the hook and being so easy on ourselves that we end up not taking any action or being impeccable with our word. And then on the other side of like accountability or making sure we're not being too yang with the accountability in the way that it shows up as, you know, beating ourselves up, uh, the negative self-talk, saying all of the nasty things, because like you said, that's not sustainable, right? We could do it for a certain amount of time, but once that cortisol gets up, once we start experiencing that adrenal fatigue, well, boom, now we just lost all of our energy to actually put into the work that we're doing and you know, create our one love and our big dream at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's all, it's all a mirror of ourselves. All of our relationships, all of our clients, all of everything, you know, we're, we're in this freaky hologram of a universe, you know, however we describe it, but everything mimics everything, you know, and, and it's all, it's all connected in some crazy way. And, you know, the more that we can clean up our own act and, and come to peace within ourselves while still having that drive to, to do and take action and be disciplined, 
that's uh, you know, for me, that's where the and everyone that I've seen really be high performers. That's that's where the magic happens. Mm, amen, amen. I love that so much, man, Jax. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate all of the work that you're doing on yourself in the world. How you're helping other conscious entrepreneurs like myself um, grow and make sure that we can bring our vision and our love to the world in a way that is you know, powerful, sustainable, and, and rooted in action at the same time. And I'm really looking forward to building our friendship and our brotherhood going forward and definitely collaborating in the future. Yeah, I can't wait, man. You know, I can't wait. I really enjoyed you know, our, our brief time at Miami Made and just seeing and feeling you know, where you're coming from in our conversation here. You know, look forward to uh, another conversation here on the podcast and, and in person to, uh, to keep growing and, and building and enjoying our opportunity to, to have a great life. And that's, uh, you know, heaven and hell uh, after this life may exist. I don't know, but they certainly exist in the here and now. And uh, let's, let's create heaven on earth and, and enjoy this crazy earth uh, experience. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Jackson, where can all the listeners uh, find you online? Yeah, so stronggrowthmarketing.com is a site. Um, that's gonna we're doing a relaunch right now over the next couple of days. So that'll be live real soon here. Um, on Instagram, I'm Jackson Macintosh Strong. Just type in Jackson Mac. I'll be the first one that pops up. Mac and uh, sharing my journey, sharing my pain, sharing my joy, and I uh, look forward to connecting with people that are doing the same things and that you know want to create businesses and, and lives that are really authentic from themselves. And and uh, let's connect and, and be uh, be powerful humans together. Absolutely. If you are a conscious entrepreneur listening right now, or you are a health coach, or you're in any type of space of you know personal development, being your best self and helping others do the same, please, please, please hit up Jackson, take him up on these services that he offers, because I believe when we come together in that type of way, we can truly change the world. Appreciate oh, you, brother. brother. Back to you, man. Thank you so much for sharing this and continuing to put forth your actions and being a consistent force of positivity, man. Well done. Thank you. Will do, my brother. Will do.